introducing the Poet Life Podcast. Go check it out today on your favorite platforms, including iTunes, Apple Music, and the website, thepoetlife.com. Find a way. Find a way. Listen up, listen up. It's the Poet Life Podcast. We are excited to be back. We are here. We are here with the one and only Sebastian Carson. How are you, sir? Man, good, brother. Blessed, man. Uh, yeah. It's been it's been an interesting year, to say the least. Uh, okay. But doing good overall, man. How's it going on your end? I can't complain, man. Family is good. Everybody's healthy. You know, that's okay. right now. Health is wealth, man. You know? Yeah, Seriously. for sure. That That's not even a cliche statement anymore, you know? And I think these times really revealed that to us and, you know, help us to appreciate more yeah. uh, the, our basic health and our everyday, man, making sure we're getting that water, making sure our right. immune system can protect against, you know, any virus right now. Yeah. So, I but, then, there, but then on another dimension, um, along with health, purpose, right, with folks leaving here, it's it's more important than ever to to focus on your purpose yeah man i think i think um like you said one thing that this time it's funny that they have the essential workers um one thing that um this time has revealed to me is mm -hmm. helping me to understand what is it in my life that is essential which is the arts which is poetry um and um just like you said purpose man how, how what what is it about my purpose that makes me an essential person during these times and so um co the coronavirus surprisingly has given me time to sit down reflect mm. um uh push out a lot of uh, a lot of poetry write a lot of poetry brainstorm a lot of ideas collaborate with a lot of artists here in memphis and so um it, it's a blessing in disguise i'll say the least yeah for sure for sure so this is this is a good area to start right so as you notice i didn't necessarily give you a, a full out intro and all of that because right. i want to start from the beginning and, and flow all the way to where we are now or where you okay. are now and Bad. um you know anybody can just run down your bio you know, I would Thanks. I would rather uh, expound upon who you are and what you've okay. done and why you're here, because, you know, here on the Poet Life podcast, uh, we want that we want that information. You know, we right. want that, how did you do it? How are you doing it? And how did you get to where you are? Which um, I think is what makes you guys essentialists because you, you help to reveal the process um, yes. for so many different artists and um like 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 i've seen you say um online quite a few times the poetry industry is such an untapped industry and so as we reveal these processes i also believe that there will be some synergy behind um capitalizing captivating the industry itself definitely definitely so let's yeah. start at the beginning man um uh, where do you live memphis Memphis, Tennessee, Memphis, South Memphis, Tennessee. born and raised um, in 38106 area code, which, um, and I say the area code because education wise and writing wise, so much is predicated on the zip code in which you 
grow up. And so for me, that was uh, what some would consider um, kind of an impoverished neighborhood. But at the same token, there was it was neighborly like you. If you ever did something outside, you'll probably get a whooping from your neighbor um, because of how close everyone was in family village um, before you. Exactly. It takes a village. And so um, my roots started there. Um, and then another reason that's important is because my mom, um, when I was in the third grade, she had to sit outside and, and camp outside of the Shelby County school, which then was the Memphis city school board, um, to get me into the optional program, which was a school that had more resources, um, had more access and activities. And so that trajectory, that life change in itself, I believe, what is my foundation in writing um and, and i it's, it's something that i believe is important i believe that education literacy uh writing plays such a, a huge role and my life has been um a, a test to that bro yeah yeah so okay so how and when did you start writing man in eighth grade um mm. i I, I went by the name, which now is embarrassing, but back then I thought it was pretty cool. It was time. And I spelled it um, the number two Y-M-E. And for me, um, it was just like using my words. I don't know. It, it was silly, bro. I can't, I'm not going <laughs> to even try to justify it, man. Right. Uh, right. But I, I started writing because um, it was an outlet for me, um, an outlet of expression. I, I, I grew up without my pops in my life. And so for me, um, writing was how I was able to, you know, kind of digest those emotions um, that I was going through. And so, yeah, man, eighth grade was when it started. Then it became a tool for me to um, get my girlfriends and expound upon the puppy love. Right. Um, right. And, 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 which which was a fun time because you, you, you start to see this vehicle being able to move people. Um, and so I think that's part of the discovery um, of the power of it is how I was using it, not only to heal myself, but um, to move, move people emotionally. Mm. You use the word vehicle. Right. And so it looks like that you've continued to use poetry as a vehicle. That's right. Right. Yeah. So tell tell me tell me how that came to be and, and how you're doing that. Um, so it started, man. I, I continued writing. So I, I guess my 12th grade year, um, I had one of those like military English literary teachers who was just on my on my butt. So he 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 polished me so much so to by the time I got to college, writing was kind of natural for me, which, again, is the benefit of having gone to those schools um, where teachers are paid better um, and, and so on and so forth. And so when I got to college, I continued to write. And um, one of the guys that went to Central High School with me, played football with me, he was a year older than me. And so he kind of was like my big bro. And so um, he had all the resources as it relates to the organizations and whatnot, but he knew that I was a writer. And so I started writing this poem called Grace and I, I just shot it mm -hmm. over to him because it was it was two voices. It, you know what I'm saying? It, it was the 
personification of, of, of both man and God. And so I, I let him put his taste on it, which was his spiritual experience. Um, then the next day, man, we performed it. it. That was the first time, you know, actually doing spoken word live was when we did it for this open mic at MTSU. And it, the reaction afterwards, like when people were coming up and was like, man, you know, people that some would consider thugs or, you know, so what, what may be it. They were coming up like, man, that poem really helped to change my life. Like, I ain't, I ain't never seen. And then for them to be vulnerable and transparent. And so we were excited about it, bro. We kept going. Um, we, we knew we had some uh, some guys that did film. And so we we I grew up watching Shriver's Row. You familiar with him? Very familiar. Yeah, bro. So, man, Shriver's Row for me was always like on YouTube. You you. They were skilled. Um, right. They all all their content was in this digital house. And for me, I was always able to sharpen myself based on being able to see these excellent poets who were thousands of miles away from me. And so right. I saw that as something powerful. And so we decided to put Grace a Conversation with God. We decided to film it. Um, we filmed it. We skipped class um, just to film it, man. Then we posted it. They they went back and edited it. We posted it the next day when we were in class. We literally could not be in class because our phones was going off. I'm thinking something wrong with my phone. You Let know me ask saying? you something real quick. Let me ask okay, you something. Dad. So what, what made you all film it? I know you said Strivers Row, but what was the vision for it being filmed and what did you see it doing man this is it was so it was so much trailblazing for us that I, it probably wasn't a lot of vision other than you know we, during our our generation you know a lot of things were, were being filmed and i just so happened to be a, a, a sponge of youtube like mm. I fought with my father not being there. I will always look at YouTube to study other men, learn how to do certain things and even sharpen myself. And so for me, I just knew that if I'm like this, when it comes to content, then maybe there are other, there's a whole audience out there. Um, and, but we were taking a guess. We didn't know, man, it wasn't for certain until we did it. And literally like when your first video gets thousands of views like on the first day um it's kind of overwhelming we had a watch party for it um in our apartments um and people were just in tears they're like man we can't believe y'all did this and put it together and for us like i said it was just something on the wham man on campus on campus on campus we we went off into um it's like nature trail and um we had performed it a few times at this point and so it was kind of natural, it, but still, um, there was a lot of hiccups. It was a lot of takes because we were still trying to memorize it and right. get it under our belt. So this is how fresh it is at this point. Um, and, and like I said, man, that first that first day, we just started to get emails. I think like the second or third day, Bobby Jones BT Gospel um, was having a, a casting in Nashville. And so, man, they reached out to us to come perform for them. And at that point, like, 
you got to keep in mind I'm young. I'm in college here. I'm getting this taste of success. Um, and it's kind of surreal. Um, but one poem from one poem, one poem, man. And, and from there, we start to um, perform through the, the, the church circuit, which all throughout the nation, man. So here we are still in college getting paid $1,500 here, $750 here. Wait, I got I to gotta pull you back again. I got to pull you okay, back bet, again. Bet. Remember, I got to get that information. So where yeah, did bet. you where did you post this video? On YouTube. On YouTube. Yeah. And it we, organically we went like that? Organically, man. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, the the network, and I, that's why I would tell any young poets that may be on campuses, when you got a network um, of that many bodies, that many people, um, you know, you, you should really take advantage of it. And so it started to spread there first amongst friends, but then, you know, friends of family. And then from there, um, it, it was such a touching piece that people felt like you need to watch this. We, we've never seen anything quite like this. Um, and so you guys really need to watch this. And so we were, um, we were the timing. The timing was right, man. It was ripe for mixing um, the the acting of spoken words. You know, Shriver's Row had the performance of spoken word, but the actual acting of spoken word um, I, I, with with digital film, I believe, was we were some of the pioneers in that lane. Right. That's mm -hmm. good. That's good. Yeah. Um, I remember where I. Uh, where I found you guys, uh, you and your partner. What's your partner's name? Tillman Keaton. Tillman Keaton. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I found you guys when WorldStarHipHop.com was super popular. That's yeah. all you did when you were at work or in college. You know, you were just watching videos on WorldStar. Yeah, yeah and, man. And, you know, you, you, you get past the, the fight videos and the rap videos and and then all of a sudden i was like oh wait 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 did i say spoken word on world star let me pull right. this up real quick and then i find you guys how did you get on world star hip-hop so man i believe on the first time which was for the grace video um i believe the or it might have been trayvon martin um I'm, I'm not exactly sure but the first time we did it um we i believe we paid you had to pay a price right and so um we noticed that there were a few other spoken word artists that you know they occasionally post post on there so the the idea of sure that here's this um urban website where all this content that could be questionable is on there but you cannot disregard the fact that, you know, we did, this was the time we were in college, so we're doing research. It was the number one urban website in the nation. And so when you look at it from that vantage point, if you uh, get thrown in the mix. So the first time, bro, we paid $750. But then I started to notice that Worldstar would, man, do like the spoken word features of the month. And so I got, you know, this is a time we're learning business. We're getting creative. I'm like, I could continue to pay $750 or I could position myself and position our next piece around the time when they normally drop one. When, so, when did you invest this 
because that's it's that's exactly what it is. It's an investment. Yeah. When when, when did you invest that seven fifty, and what pushed you to almost pay a thousand dollars to upload your spoken word video to World Star? I think that first push, like that first organic push, getting a taste of that, being able, I'm like, man, if it's just naturally got yeah. views and we, we made it to Bobby Jones BET Gospel, if we put an incubator behind it, man, it's no telling what could happen next. And so, um, and I think the buzz was dying down at the same time. Yeah, so. I I think we had to like in our minds think of something um, to keep to keep this going. And, and so we, we decided to, man, raise some money. I believe a, a couple of our family members, um, especially my uncle Brian, shout out to him, um, just believed in us. He saw us traveling and then to know where we come from, like to see us use this art form coming from, um, you know, rough, rough areas in Memphis and traveling the world like that's that's something that a lot of people was willing to get behind and so man we 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 crowdfunded um uh and, and, and like i said from there world star we just positioned sent it to world star and said hey man we'd love to be one of your spoken word features of the month and we wouldn't know if they were going to post it or not We'll wake up the next morning and have that same nostalgic feeling from the first time when, when we were in class of, man, who are all these random people that are like enduring and like admiring our work um, and sharing our work and wanting to reach out to us. You got it like I mean, that's that's a that's a life changing moment to be able to have access to that many people um as a millennial I, I don't care like as a as a um, influencer as as anybody when you learn that you have the power to reach the masses through this digital platform um you you start to open your brain to how you position your work and the work that you do from now on and i think that also kind of pigeon-toed me a little bit because i felt like if it wasn't that banger then I, I don't I, I don't want to put it out. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. I I I can appreciate that. You know, we've been talking for like twenty minutes, and I heard I heard one poem, "Grace: A Conversation with God," and all of this movement with one poem. Yeah, man. Talk talk to me about how you because again, going back to age eight and you using poetry as a vehicle right and you just pretty much stayed in that same lane that same vein mm -hmm. and you're crushing the game with one poem uh i i think we didn't have time i like in in, in the times that we did we we just tried to create something you know that would we, we we felt like we were finding our formula. We yeah. felt like this was a space that um, there wasn't a lot of competition in, to be quite yeah. honest. And so um, it, it, it trained us to understand this concept of making sure you eat all of the meat that's on the bone. You know right. what I'm saying? Sometimes right. you grow up, you, I know you've been to the family reunion, 
you probably seen that cousin, that bougie cousin that left a whole lot of meat on the right, bone. Right, you look right. like, man. Yeah. You ask for it, you're going to eat it. Come on now. And so yeah. um, I, I believe that taught us to really like how what what other ways can we continue to, you know, thrive? We had something that worked. So all no, we had to do was find really out good. what markets to get into. This this will this will help the poet. Right. Because mm -hmm. poets have great poems and they have poems in their archive and they're like, Man, I haven't used that poem in a while. I haven't used that poem at, at an open mic or, but just listening to this conversation will open their eyes to going back to that poem or those poems and say, what else can I do with these poems? So let's, let's, let's now transition into um, purposing and repurposing poems. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I to, to speak on that, I think one of um, my biggest critiques here locally in the city is that I don't, I'm not all, like I'm, I'm always doing some of the same pieces. And for me, it's like, okay, is it working? You know what I'm saying? Like if you, if, if it's working for you, um, but, but beyond that, man, it's so many markets, it's so many eyes that, your goal, I had a workshop, a business workshop that says poetry is none of your business. And essentially what we learn through making sure we get all the meat, all grace of conversation with God is that, man, we're not in the business. I, like poetry is just our foundation. It's just the thing that get us in the door. But the V, when I speak of vehicles, like how are we going to reach these churches? How are we going to reach these organizations how can we go to like how can we get another school to pay for us to come out and so it, it sharpens your business intellect and helps you realize that hey i'm a brand right and and and, and, and my point every poem is like a production it's it's an entire um it, it's an entire thought process filled with with uh with, with with the business process filled with like how can you spruce it up how can you make sure that if you believe in your work how can you make sure that it gets in front of enough people and that alone it has opened up so many doors that's when your gigs start kicking off and you can start to circulate some of those new poems that you've been meaning to do but for the time being, if you got something that you feel as though can really touch and move people, um, I would do what we did, which is invest in turning it into some type of digital form. Got it. Um, and invest in that because create a video and, you know, videos can be expensive. So that's why I say it's definitely an investment. But right. if you take the time to do that, now you have content where you can live forever. You understand what I'm saying? Right. It's like you're not, you don't have to physically be there. Like grace can go viral on accident tomorrow if one person shares it. And now we're getting calls again. Right. That's the poem we did 10 years ago. And wow. so there's, when you talk about the retention of that investment alone, it, 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 it'll continue to feed you. Um, which is what, what's been our experience. People 
they 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 love those hit poems and those poems get us in the door and when we get there they're able to see our well, the flexibility um the versatility and being able to showcase those other pieces but don't if you got a good one don't rush don't rush don't rush away from it without like really investing in it because you never know where it could take you yeah yeah it's it's you said poetry is none of your business yeah um, and i'm going two two different ways so one way is what did you mean like what was your angle with that title uh simply getting i know as poets we, we can become intimately attached to our work mm, and yes, so right that i i wanted to frame it like that to let people know like man look poetry is none of your business mm. like so if you love your poem that that's cool right but you're in the business of being able to you know market yourself to be whatever your goal and plan is but right the the reality is it can be um a viable career like i don't yeah. I, I i believe that you know and, and it's a lot of trailblazers like you um yeah. i mean so many of us out here that that are paving the way for it to be the case right um because it you know it, it there's a process nevertheless I, i'll conclude with saying that you can definitely eat sustain 100 as a career commission poet and this doesn't even mean that you're always like gigging and performing right um you can you can you can position it in other ways um to generate revenue as well that's yeah. why the whole concept is poetry is none of your business right right so the other angle in which we're talking poetry and business so in business when you have an idea you can create different verticals from that idea right, right? Different branches from that one idea like say for instance this podcast right so yeah. with this podcast we have um obviously i'm wearing a poet life shirt right so we have the clothing line at, at the bottom says for for poet life gear visit poetlifegear.com mm -hmm. right and so it's not just me talking to you about your story and your life but while i'm doing that they're seeing that ticker at the bottom they can go and get some gear which creates another form of income right um uh or even if i was a public speaker or if i wanted to go you know share some of my poetry on the podcast then it can create other opportunities uh for me to go here and go there so so let me ask you um how how long did you how long did you eat off of this 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 one poem um man for about six to seven years consecutively wow. um yeah and, and and it a lot of it is what you're saying is yeah. breaking it for one um what we did was we researched what is what i know there's no industry for for the poetry industry like for poetry mm -hmm. but what is the most similar and for us we figured out like public speakers like essentially that's what we're doing when we have these gigs so 
what type of models do they have? So we 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 position ourselves a lot after Tony Robbins, Eric Thomas, like those were our competitors in our nice. brain. And nice. so um, yeah, yeah, that, that that type of mindset, and then just knowing like how to what industry, like industry business and industry is so important because that's where you can gain your metrics. That's when you can start to understand mm -hmm. how you can. When you say these different uh, verticals, that's when you can understand that, hey, just like um, hip hop artists and musicians and singers, they gig and all the time, but their biggest money maker is on their merch. And so, you know what I'm saying? When we did Eric Thomas, um, so to, to, to speed up a little bit, we had the opportunity to go perform in New York, New York from getting it posted on Worldstar, right? And so what we realized, man, when we say we make people like Eric Thomas our model, on that day he had spoke with um, uh, the New York Yankees, New Balance, and the gig that we were at. $15,000. He, he was transparent. $15,000 at each gig. Each. You're selling merch at each gig. Mm -hmm. Beyond merch, you're get, you you have an academy, you having a class, mm -hmm. and so you're getting people to sign up digitally. Mm -hmm. If you have corporations that you know you're getting booked, at, so man, we saw him yeah. make so yeah. much money in that, you know in, in one day he made a teacher's salary for sure. Yeah, um, and so it, it's it's like that gave us the confidence and me the confidence to understand that man. It, it's all about your brand. It's yeah. all about your brand. Yeah. So that's one thing that I have um, intentionally done is branded myself as a, uh, what, how would you say it? Just as, it's like a almost. Uh, you're, you're a corporation. You're a yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. You're not, so, you're not an individual. You're not a businessman. I'm a you're big, a businessman. Yeah. And that's why, like, so when I think of spoken word and poetry, of course, it starts in its most basic form as um, a literary tool. Yeah. Um, and and right. beyond there, um, the spoken piece is, you know, that's the next level. But then at the end of the day, it's just words. And unless right. you're lyrically inclined to captivate an audience, which, you know, some of us are, but then sometimes we're just, you know, writing poetry, unless you're there, um, you, it could benefit you greatly to add pieces. Mm -hmm. And so as a brand, a corporation, when businesses and organizations book me, they know that I'm not just coming and, and, and perform. They know that there'll be a harmonica player, a saxophone player, mm -hmm. a singer, a band. And what all this does is I, I realize how do I get the worst? Um, how do, if I, if I want to charge certain prices, how do I, I, I then? So what you do is you add those things on and you just subcontract those people. Now you put. Right. Them. That's one thing that I've prided Ooh. myself in, in doing that is I'm always putting money in other artists pockets. Definitely. That's one thing that nobody can never say is like, man, do go get you paid. Yeah. He go, he go, he go get you some money. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah so, so again, you got one poem, right? Yep, one poem. And, and and say you have some great lines in that one poem. You can take one or two great lines that mean a whole lot and 
put that on a t-shirt now you have merch from a poem yeah bro yeah you, you want me to go i can go grab a shirt right quick run yeah run and get it run right. and get it this is good this is good sebastian is running to get a t-shirt from my example and um we just hope that you all are listening and 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 gaining some game from this because don't think of a poem as just being a poem your poem is an idea that can then turn into a tour off of that one poem when you like he just said link up with a uh, harmonica player uh, a singer and make a whole set from one poem. You can then take that one poem, depending on what the subject matter is, and turn it into a workshop. If it's about depression, if it's about um, whatever the subject matter might be, you can turn it into a workshop, reach out to different organizations and say, hey, I have I have I have a workshop, but it also can be as a package deal, as a performance. Man. Yeah, this is exciting. I'm really excited that we're talking talking to Sebastian right now because uh, he is he knows how to put poetic productions. That's what I call them, poetic productions together. Um, so as you notice, I said so. That 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 whole sentence I just said turning turned a poem that most people, because they believe poetry is not an industry, believe that uh, oh that's cute he's got a poem that's nice can I hear it you know but he then ups the ante from a simple poem to now it's a poetic production oh. Those two words alone just adds value to what you do now. You're not just the poet, you're a conductor, you're your director or yeah. producer. Now, now, now people can see companies and organizations can see what they can do with you now. And that's not the just an individual. Part. Right. Oh, he can. Oh. Yeah, let me see your shirt. All right, so this man, I hate I couldn't find the one from college. This is the most recent one. Yeah. Um. So it's on the front. You see, it says Tom Lee, right? A, a very worthy hero. Um. And on the back, it is some lyrics from, and I'll, I'll explain everything. But, but it was dope to uh have his shirt being sold. But this is from. Um, Tom Lee is an American hero, African-American um, from Memphis that saved about uh, 20, 20 lives um, in, a, in a little small, uh, you know, in a little small boat with a little motor on it. And so, you know, what I realized was the organization here, Memphis River Parks, they were um, starting to put together a park in honor of his name. I'm always thinking, okay, well, how are you going to brand it? 
Mm. Um, and, and so what I did was I, I positioned, I, I proposed it. I wasn't even reached out to. And so I, that's, that's another thing I want artists to know is be proactive, be proactive, be proactive. So I propose, I put the idea in their mind, let them wrestle with it for a little while. It's like, man, wouldn't it be dope if y'all had a, a spoken word piece that, that could be performed and, you know, I'll, I'll have a harmonica player playing with me and I'm just I'm just jazzing it up. And a lot of times this is normally how I do my deals. I do all this selling on the front to, you know, the potential client. And then I have to go back and make everything. Right. All right. All right. Hey, hey, you put it out on <laughs> Facebook, put the APB out. Yeah, hey, I need yeah. a harmonica player. Thanks, <laughs> thanks. Yes, because the deal is essentially closed, and all all I have to do is at that point. And so, yeah, um, so that was the phase one of it, right? I just want to use this this one particular. That was phase one, and so um, they for their opening, um, they brought out his entire family, Tom Lee's family, wow. and I performed with the harmonica player, with the news there, with the mayor there. Um, that, that was phase one. And so afterwards, my brain is already turning. I'm seeing all the lights. I'm seeing it. I'm seeing we're on the river where everything actually happened. So I'm like, hmm. So I, 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 I you know me, I'm in production, poetic productions. So I was like, wouldn't it be dope if y'all had a video where you don't have to have me come performing every time you got an actual video? And then I, I went even bigger on selling. It's like, man, what if I was actually in the river and had the harmonica player in the river with me? And so I'm selling it, man. And then they closed the deal. And, you know, it was for a pretty penny. And I end up having to, you know, get the film crew. So I'm outside on the Mississippi River performing this one piece that was idea um, that originated. Like, how can I, you know, get in the mix of this? turned it into a, a, a huge poetic performance piece, transitioned, turned into a, uh, a huge poetic production film that now where you have shirts, um, people continue to reach out. That opened up so many other doors. And so um, the organization benefited from it. It's one of their most watched videos. And so you start to learn the power. And then when you can start to see what your gift can do for organization as a business, you can start to be able to justify with data. You understand right. what I'm saying? Meaning right. that, hey, I, I understand that if you if you let me do this video, you this type of video will be seen in front of this many people or whatever the case right. may be. So right. Um, yeah, you've bro. Seen, you've seen what I've done with grace, a conversation with God. So there's here's my proof. Mo. So you took uh, a poem that more than likely would have garnered you a hundred dollars. Yeah. hundred fifty, mm -hmm. you know, to be generous. Yeah. Because that's how they, you know, that's how they see it. Right. Right, that, that's how they see the value. Yeah, um, yep. But then you, then you up the ante. You upgraded your worth to. I'm not. We're not gonna get into numbers, you know. But whoever's listening and 
whoever's watching can can see, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't want to get into your wallet, but they can see the value in that. They know it's not a hundred dollars, right? Me right. being in the ocean, and, and I think that's so <laughs> important. Um, poets, I, I, like that's why poetry is none of your business, is because um, what, what, what was my train of thought there? Um, what was the last far, thing you said? Well, knowing your value—that's what I'm getting in front, getting from it. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's the biggest thing that, like, that we had to learn is that um, as a business, um, right. you're always just attaining that information. You're always yeah. positioning yourself um, a, as a brand, as a business. Right. Yeah, and so as a business, what do, what do businesses do? They upsell. Yep. Yeah, I can give you this poem, but that would die out after this event. Yep. But what yeah. if we did this, which could last forever? Yeah, I yeah, come man. to the event and just wow the, the few people that are here. But if we did this poetic production, more people will then see it and draw more attention to your organization. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's I guess it's a way. How do you get your poem to live longer than the moment in which you wrote it? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like exactly. that, that. I think as a poet, that's one of the greatest gifts you can give a poem. Right. Keep it alive. Right. Um, you, you understand what I'm saying? So I think that's one thing that um, that this also does is give your poem longevity. Um, good. That's and, good. Yeah. That's good. Give your poem longevity. That is that is good. I was saying when you were going to get the shirt mm -hmm. that going back to those verticals man um just one poem depending on what the subject matter is can turn into a workshop turn to a whole workshop workshop yep. series of classes come on bro it's so many ways that you can break it down and you know as a creator as a creation made in the image of our creator mm. i feel like our greatest gift is creativity I mean, I feel like that's been the greatest gift that Tillman and I learned in business is like we just stay creative. Right. So right. that would be any advice I would give to any other poets is in terms of business, stay creative, stay right. creative and creating. Um, I remember one time for domestic violence, I ended up knowing that, you know, this event was coming up um, and I was so sometimes it's like what voice do you want to speak to that you still deserve to be monetized for? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So many times we, we, we put our stuff out there and, you know, we don't position it in a way that, or we don't think, we don't think it deserves, like it's just art. It's like, no nah, man, pe paintings are sold for millions of dollars. Right. You understand what I'm saying? So anything that you, that you do that is considered art, has value but it's up to you as the artist who has to sometimes turn that artist mind frame off right and, and and switch switch that business frame mind frame on in order for you to be able to continue to be a poet i'm 10 right. years i'm 10 years in doing this and so um you know i if, if I, I i've been forced to be creative just right to be able to continue to do it yeah yeah, yeah so with poetry 
you can become a marketing company entire marketing company you can walk into a fortune 500 company and say this is what i can do for you with poetry yeah and they're gonna be like okay i mean i'll listen what do you what do you what are you saying because when, once you break it down and basically say that i'm translating your mission vision message into um digestible creative uh manners and ways and you can actually show proof that it draws attention and you got them yeah that, that i mean that's essentially it that's essentially it bro that that's been our entire uh mind frame along the journey is is understanding the components of what does a mark how does a marketing agency run and if right. the biggest thing is reach then you do the science behind poetry right how what what is it about this that's different from any other marketing tool like sure you got companies out there that may do film um and, and sure you got companies out there that may just do poetry but when you mix the two together you're bringing sciences of both the digital world which is how we perceive and take in information and um uh, this literary world which is a tool to intensify emotions and relay um messages when you yeah. put those two sciences together you're able to build a package that is proof that you deserve or you, you what you can do is market this company this organization with far more reach than any other pr agency out there can do right and, and what that's done that mentality has done for me is um i re recently won a telly award nationally telly award for the keep it clean campaign um wow. which is a poem that i um was commissioned to do with the mayor um memphis grizzlies penny hardaway um wow. and i wrote the poem and you know each one of the, those uh groups of people said a portion of the poem they did they ran it as a commercial the commercial wow. ran even during i believe the all-star game nba all-star game nba all-star game i'm like man i thought y'all had to pay big tickets to be seen during that hour but um um just billboards um all the way to now a national telly award um and so the art it just i don't know man it's it's an amazing thing um i i've learned how far i i never did i always dreamed of driving and looking up and seeing a billboard and i'm like man look at those people yeah and to be on about 30 billboards across your city um you know that that's from poetry right from from one poem that like you said you you could just write it and if you don't take it serious enough um it will never be able to do all the things that it has the opportunity to do yeah so it's about it, it it's not only about generating revenue but it's it, it's if you want to say that it's a you you you're not a capitalist it's more so about the art for you well mm -hmm. if that's the case then um it's just the importance of reach 
Right. You understand what I'm yeah. saying? Being yeah. able, and that's something that we don't take advantage of in the poetry industry is the opportunity of reach. We love right. open mics. It's kind of an authentic, ethnic feel um, behind open mics. Yeah. Um, but the reach of an open mic is the capacity of the room that it can hold. And that yeah. is the reach of your poem. And so right. when thinking of reach um, from an artistic standpoint, people need to hear. Like, I, I always yeah. believe people need to hear what I wrote. But that's that's good because if if you notice here, it says welcome to the Poor Life Podcast, uplifting the poetry community, building the poetry industry. That's that's our podcast model, right? Yeah. And mission, model and mission. And so for those who love being in the poetry community and just that's where you want to stay, that's great. That's 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 your intentions, right? right. You're not interested into the uh, in, in in the business side of things. That's not a problem. That's that's your prerogative. That's and that's that's your right. Um, and and more power to you, right? Yeah. But this works for you too, because you still want more people to read or listen to your work. So if you're not interested in making money, it's these these principles still apply. Yeah, man, we see it across every industry. If if you like, um, if you like driving, then there's a you know you can get, do Uber, which is a vehicle where you can right. generate revenue for what you like to do. And yeah. you know, poetry, I don't think should be any different. I, and I think that's been like the the status quo is is that you know when when I graduated college, the reason I changed my name from Ryan. To Sebastian is because when I, I graduated, I worked in uh, government and as a lobbyist um, and a public strategist. And so in that field, it has little time and space for art. You know, it's all about deals. It's all about relationships. Um, and my mentor at the time even told me, hey, man, poetry doesn't generate revenue. You need to yep. put that to the side. I've heard the and same Ever since then, I you know I've gone by Sebastian, and I've, I've made it my life mission um, to prove that you know you definitely. So it's personal for me, you know what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. It, it, it's not just something fun I do. It's like I want to send a message. I want to I want to be so successful in the poetry business, and it, that's I'm not speaking of like views or, and fame. Like I'm I, that that's not even my focus anymore. But I want to be so successful in the poetry business that um, those people that doubted me, doubted you, doubted any poet out there, yeah. they, they, they're in for a rude awakening um, for the future of you know, what the industry is. Yeah. yeah. It, yeah. But, but, so just, imagine, right just imagine all the dope poems you've heard, bro. And imagine all the dope poems you've heard that you have not seen a video for. Right. Right. And so once all though once we start like once it starts to circulate, man, um, it, it's 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 yeah. gonna be undeniable. So, so in a nutshell, pour everything you have into each poem. Everything, you know, let it let it reach that person in another country. You know, you you value your art. It's not just the people in your vicinity. 
let's get it out there. Let's let's yeah. let's uplift the poetry community, but let's also build the poetry industry and let folks know that it, this is a viable, marketable industry. Yeah. And yeah, I, don't, I, I don't think it matters like like whatever environment you're in. So, for instance, when we were on the college campus, that's more so like the environment of like reach. That's, so that's why I started there. And that environment implored us to want to go viral. Right. Then when I got home to Memphis, the environment was more like business savvy and like if you want. The, the environment then changed me to like, how do I get organizations and businesses to commission me? You understand yeah. what I'm saying? And yeah. so the, that environment changed. And also being in Memphis, like I, I worked with like it, just Tillman, but your environment, like Memphis, I work with so many different artists, which elevates and um, it, it, it just expands your repertoire and even how you are as an artist so take advantage when you say pour everything into it take advantage of man any artist you've ever wanted to reach out to is a couple of dancers that i want mm. to the whole video it, it, i'll probably narrate it but right. i want to see their moves i want to show their world um the harmonica player like um painters um right. You know, it's just so many, whatever environment you are in, you can take advantage of poetry as a tool and vehicle um, for you, for as an entrepreneur. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, 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 um, for me, man, it, it's, it's really knowing how value, valuable your, your art is just like the, painter knows or should know how valuable that piece of art is and yeah. and and by and knowing that thing, he puts some value to off. it i don't mean to cut you off yeah. brother but the reality is nobody is going the reason what you said is so important is because no like there is not a lot of people that believe so you're not going to get that support as if you want to be a doctor right oh man people can see it they can see it so they can believe in it. But if you want to be a poet, my, that's been my journey. I'm sure a lot of uh, yep. poets' journey is if people can't see it, so they Can really don't believe. It. Cannot see it. So, so we're the mirror. Yep, we're, we're the mirror. We're the mirror. You know, you said earlier, um, God created us. Well, God is a creator. He created us in his image, so he created creators. Yep, exactly, bro. Yeah, yeah. And and you see how much work and effort and love and he put into what he created. And so we yeah. have to do the same thing. We can't just right. you can't put all the work and effort and love into the writing process, and that's it. That's the beginning. Yep. That's just that's just the beginning. And, and most poets think that's the destination. Boom, I got it. I got it. It's out. No, that's where it starts. Mm -hmm. Once you oh. got you something, man, it, it, that, like you said, that is the beginning. Now it is a long journey of how do I make sure, for one, I don't put this out before I give it 
the, mm, the see, see? oh man, that's a drop. That it's like, man, you could if you would have just ah. spent a little more time getting the video, get, bro. You think you getting some attention and some feedback on what you, man? If see? you would have done X, Y, and Z, you would. So we just never know. We never get to find out. So that, so this, that is, and you know, I, I get some kickback with this with my view on um open mics you know um i love open mics you know but again it is all about your intention again right if you're in the business of poetry it is completely different for the poet that just loves to share their poetry you gotta know the difference you got to know the difference. If you're in the business of poetry, you have to look at open mics differently. You have to look at open mics like Kevin Hart looks like looks looks at open mics. He looks at open mics for 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 practice. When he first started, he looked at open mics to build his self-esteem, to build his um uh uh community of followers or supporters or to make yourself better but you you can't you can't go to the open mics and just give all of your art away for free if you're in the business of of poetry because why would i pay for you if you're gonna give me all your all your work for free that's it man that's it. I mean, like you, you said, there's a there's a time and a place. I remember even when when Jasmine Mans, which was one of those Travis Road poets, when and, and an amazing um poet to this day, she came to Memphis and you know, people would it was an open mic, people would get up and perform. Even my son's mom and I got up and did a duo piece. Nice. Um, but but the people fail to realize is that. For the people that just got up and performed, that was Jasmine Mans got paid. So yeah. every poem that she was sharing, um, you know, she was she was actually being compensated for her work. And we gotta just, I mean, it's nothing wrong with being you you should be compensated. Um, but but it like you said, it's up to us to just really be able to or no, like you said, it's two different frame of minds because yeah. here locally. I get a lot of critique, like like I said before, because I'm not showing a lot of fresh work. They're, they poets sometimes get so frustrated because they'll go to another event and another event and another event, and they'll hear the same poem, failing to realize that the poem might stay the same, but the venue changed every time, and so did the the contract. It was a new contract each time, and so. Right. If you look at me from, like you said, like just the lover of sharing, then I, I could understand and a, a lot of the critique could be justified. Right. But if you look at it from the business standpoint, I just, when I was younger, I took it more personal than I do now. I understand the ambiguity behind people, uh, behind people's thought process, you know, on it. Um, right. I, I would get frustrated because people would be like, Man, just do some new stuff. And so I started to spend time just trying to like prove that I could I could I can I can put out something new. 
and I was losing my feel. Man, I was losing, like, I was losing my confidence. I was Stay losing in your my lane. feel because I was trying to prove that, like, I'm a, I'm a good poet. I got some new hot pieces. I get up there fumbling. Then yeah. I, I sat yeah. one time and I was like, you know what, bro? That's not you. I was like, man, you, you, who are you proving it to? And I think that's the, that's why I don't like the competitive part of art because um, it, it's like you not you don't got to prove nothing to anybody. Yeah. You just have to make it work for you, and yeah. that's something that um, that I, I, I've been able to successfully do, bro. That's good. That's good. Yeah. The question is, are you looking to be popular or a professional? That's it, man. Right behind, right here, uh, it right here, bro. Um, it's the best in black, um, which is like one of the hugest showcase and art awards here in Memphis that highlights every like uh blacks, not not black celebrity, but black well accomplished person in a mm -hmm. certain particular category. And this year, I won the best in black, best spoken word artist wow. for Memphis. And you know when I when I, I felt guilty for winning it at first because I'm like man people ain't ain't heard all my 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 new stuff like how am I the best spoken word artist? But then the person you know that that gave the award said like man you are who people think of when it comes to high level quality like right in, in poetry yeah so that's why it's justified not because you you drop a lot of hot pieces yeah that you, that you make people in the crowd feel a certain type of way about is it's yeah. more so you've mastered the art of always being the one when it comes to spoken word and i believe all poets have the opportunity in a business sense to structure themselves where businesses think of right. them every time they want to tell them right them. right or that, that, that we it's a whole lane that we can talk about in another episode, yeah. but the educational part of it. Listen, and, listen. And right now, with, with, with the way the school systems are transforming, with the way things are finna go virtual, it is it is prime opportunity for poets to get real estate in the education mm. as um as behavioral, um behavioral <laughs> specialist as Think because what what it, what I, what poetry was for me was a, a vehicle of healing, a way to express myself. So what I learned is all I got to do is if I could teach other youth how to do the same thing, that is a value that a school finds, you know, will, will, will invest in. If yeah. you can change a, a undisciplined child into someone that builds confidence in speaking and speaking eloquently and speaking you know being able to articulate what they are feeling yeah and deal with some of that trauma trauma childhood trauma and, and and teen trauma is one of the biggest issues that there are question marks around and when i tell you that poetry has so much real estate in this industry unclaimed real estate that we just um we, we we really can take advantage of bro no this is definitely the perfect time um youth and adults alike yeah, yeah like you said we're in unprecedented times to where 
we don't even know what day it is. Like, yeah, man. Literally, like you have to look at your phone to remember what day it is because all the days are just mixed. And the weekend is the weekday. And then things are happening back to back, not like little small things. Like you got to deal with big things. And so of all times of where there is, see, this is when there was a time when motivational speakers just was blowing up like the industry. And it's still probably pretty good, but it was a time like, I believe like right after a recession or, or something where people desperately needed and would pay. So in that same lane, this is a time because there's an emotional piece. It's just not, you're not just trying to motivate people. There's a spiritual and emotional component that poetry has. And I believe this is our time Mm. where the Tony Robinsons, the Eric Thomases, the people that you know, feeding families off their art form, yeah, um, this is our time to structure ourselves and claim claim real estate and in business, man. Yeah, we're gearing up, man. The poet life is definitely gearing up to connect with those businesses and pitch to them, letting them know that hey, we can translate your your model, your 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 mission, your vision, your message uh, into a creative production. Yeah, yeah, you know? and then figure out. Well, I really don't ha- have a lot of time for, um, but I'm not, I, I'm not, I'm not even going to say that, but figure out a way to, uh, and this is just free game, me being transparent, but how yeah. do you, like right now I go to these organizations and it's me and it may be like some other musicians, but it, I'm the main person. Yeah. How do you open that thing up to like, I got 10 of the bet, like how, what, what's yeah. your field? What's yep. your feel? I, and, and so you are the you know spearhead of yep. getting all these um, artists. We just, we just got an email this morning uh, from an organization that we worked with before, and uh, they're like a I can't. It's hard to the, the word for what they do. It's um it's a type of it's a genre of music. Okay. Um. You know, and uh, they want us to they're commissioning us to write a poem. Um, they're they're a group of uh, uh, white folks. And, you know, they didn't just want to jump out there and, you know, put a letter out and say we are in support like all these organiz- other organizations. They just got a default letter. You know, they wanted to sit back, listen and learn and then. Connect. And so they connected with us and say, hey, let's collaborate uh, with what we do with our music and with the original poem in regards to the Black Lives Matter movement. Mm. And let's 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 touch some hearts, some 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 souls. And so um, I'm really excited about this project, you know. Yeah. uh, And so this is that's that's an example. It's, it's a simple example of what can, you know, come in th- just think about it. If all of these organizations, instead of just writing a default letter that it's almost like they copy and paste from their neighbor organization, you know, like how we're not feeling that. We're not that. You're doing that for formality, you know, but what if 
you did something super heartfelt that we can relate to with some with some words that actually make me feel something that would come across more authentic man man bro is it that's i'm just thinking about like the majority of business opportunities i've been commissioned on the majority of them have been um white organizations i'm glad yeah. that you said that i i, I didn't and it's not pointing out race, but what it's pointing out is a barrier in communication and a desire to communicate. And right. so um, what, what I found myself, like I would say that like it's so much opportunity in that space alone, being able to identify these large organizations yep. that, you know, that, that are trying to connect with urban communities. You know what I'm saying? What like you said, there we, we won't trust that that's in my mind. If an organization books me, commissions me for one of their marketing pieces, is it's, it's a cheat code for I, I'm not gonna say an urban cheat code, but you're gonna connect your messages go yeah. the people, yeah. And so yeah. um, you know, I, seek those opportunities, identify those companies, those organizations. Back to the point, how do you be proactive? I think I think we could let, let's let that class that you say um is, is coming up that I'm gonna be leading. Yes. Um yeah, man. It, it's just I, I believe even just knowing how do you proactively get business. Yeah, yeah. So what he's talking about, folks, is the poet life master class. So this episode should drop in a in a, in a month. Um, well, when you're watching or listening to this, it's already dropped. Yeah. Uh, but so when it does drop, it drops on Mondays. All of our episodes drop on Mondays. So the same week it drops, that Friday will be the master class. Uh, we pretty much have weekly master classes with our guests, um, where they go even deeper. They, I mean, we were on this for an hour, and so we were going super deeper. But think about uh meeting this gentleman. Uh, virtually, obviously, um, and asking him questions, um, advice on what you should do and how you should do it. And, and, and so this speaks to what we just talked about. What if I just did a podcast and that was it? We just dropped episodes, right? Exactly. We, we, we're, we're practicing what we're preaching, exactly. right? Yes. So we, we yeah. said layers. We want to teach. We really want to teach. Okay, it's cool for us to teach on this podcast, but what if the people can actually touch the guests virtually and 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 communicate with them directly um, uh, through Zoom um, and 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 get the answers to the questions that they have? So we're offering that. It's called the Poet Life Masterclass. Go to thepoetlife.com. Um, and you can register for the class. It, it is it is available now. The classes are only only ten dollars. Only ten dollars. You know they say that, they say that simple investment, bro. That's an easy investment. Easy investment. We're gonna be, be on there for like an hour and a half. You know, going in. You know, and and from top to bottom. And we didn't have we di we didn't have no master class coming up so exactly yeah yeah so that's <laughs> what we're doing we're building the poetry industry exactly. because 
you can't build an industry with one person. Mm -mm. So you can't be the only one going out here making deals. Mm -hmm. So we need everybody to make some things happen. We need some folks. We need poets to make deals in every state and every city, every country, every continent. That's how you build the industry. Yeah. So, so, you know, if, if we have to be the spearhead, that's what we're going to do. You know, this is the poet life podcast, man. We're super excited about, um, what, first of all, what we just talked about, um, because again, we're going to practice what we preach, you know, um, right, man. and I, we're definitely going to link up for sure and, and, and make some things happen. Um, because the time is now, yeah, you saw two weeks ago, um, uh, our guest. Uh, Brandon Leak, uh, we recorded his episode. Man, he inspired me. Yeah, the night bro. before the night before his episode dropped on America's Got Talent, where he got the golden buzzer as the first Dude. poet to audition and get the golden buzzer on America's Got Talent. And I don't even know what season this is. I think it's fifteen in fifteen years. Since the inception, I, when I when I when I saw that, bro, I cried. Like I literally cried. Man, I, I never I'm glad you said that because I'm like, man, it, the time is now. Now, yeah, yeah, I was like, I never in in my wildest dreams thought that, you know, especially those judges. Like these are Listen, high level judges of art. They're saying that they know production. They, they know production. They he, he didn't just spit a poem. Mm-mm. He poured his heart out. Yep. And the his timing and took his time. Yeah. Was, the storyline, the setup. You know, my 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 sister is 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 here. She's like, oh, she's 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 in the back. He's like, sort of. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, man. man, yeah. So so when I saw that, when I saw the golden buzzer. I was like, dude, <laughs> everybody's going to be looking for a spoken word artist now. As they should be. You see what I'm saying? And at the at the end of his performance, um, Terry Crews was like, you just put spoken word on the map. Like in a, on another level. Yeah, man. So the spoken uh, word the, artist, the, poet, this is- the poet should be like, man, it's game time. Ain't time, baby. Let me get mine ready and let me go to them. Because I think a lot of times, and and we'll close it up, but I think a lot of times poets wait for that one person to reach out, to hit them in the DM and say, hey, Mm -hmm. and we we don't value our art enough to reach out. And say, hey, this is what I have. This is the service that I offer. This is the product that I have, and this is how I can serve you. And 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 that's why the master class is so important that you're doing. Um, the one that I'll be leading. That's why I believe it's so important. Is because at the end of the day, um, just being able to identify like how how um. How do I, how do I, at the end of the day, how do I structure myself as, you know, an entity that deserves, how, at the end of the day, it's the science, understanding the science behind, 
what it is that you're doing, that's going to be what gives you the confidence to step in front of these organizations. Because you've done the the research, you know that there is an emotional, spiritual draw. You can can quote statistics on why this is so much a better art form than you know, whatever you may be considering. Um, You can make the same case for um, education workshops. You can make the same case for jail reform workshops. You know what I'm saying? That this vehicle, this tool is by far the best tool you have in the English language. The best vehicle that is going to get something from right here to right here in in the fashion that it's going to be able to do it. Yeah, we're not gonna hold you guys, man. But I'm gonna give you one last thing. I'm gonna give you one last thing, and that is how can you and how do you pitch an organization? And I'm and I'll say I'll say my piece, and you say your piece, right? So mine is if there's an organization that's in my you know vicinity, uh, I'm going to their website. I'm reading their about page, their mission, their vision, what the, what their purpose is. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to use that as inspiration for a poem. And I'm going in there with a demo poem that resembles their organization's mission, vision, and message. And so they can already see the vision because with something new, they have to see it. They have to be able to hear it because, again, most people can't visualize. Right. I'm taking notes, too. I'm taking notes. So keep going. Listen. Listen, you go to that about page. It's just like you're going for an interview. You're not going to go to an interview without knowing what they're about you should well well most people do but you shouldn't you know so go to that about page learn about who they are and write a demo poem and record it record have it have it written printed out nicely on nice paper all of that just like your resume you hand it out to everybody who's in that office if it's one person got one right but you also got it on video of you going yeah. in on that poem, and they're like, "Yeah, can we have right. that? Can right. we? Can right. we? Like, I'll pay you for that, even if other things don't work out." What? That's it. Yeah. Like, it's almost a, you know, an offer they can't refuse. But that's mine. Go for it, and and, and we'll close out. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll say um, that it's, it's a lot like dating, man. When I remember uh, when I wanted to date a girl, one of the first times on the phone conversation, I'm asking her, what's your favorite color? What's your favorite food? And mm-hmm. why am I asking her that? I'm asking because I am trying to figure out how to position myself as the best candidate for her to choose. Wow. And so when you say that research part, like you, I, I, I do so much research on organizations that I probably know information they didn't know I knew. You know what I'm saying? Like when, how did you know that we were finna do a Tom Lee part? Like 
You know what I'm saying? But when you do that research, you put yourself at an advantage to be able to structure business. Um, and, and, and the other part is use your body, existing body of work. If you have one, if you don't have one, start to yeah. utilize every moment um, that you um, are, are connecting with people. Get testimonies. Um, it, understand, you know, numbers. Understand how to like be able to translate to a client or to anybody how how you can change the metrics. Understand metrics. That's 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 the biggest thing that I've had to to truly do is understand like metrics of a, a particular organization. Um, how how a particular education system runs. And so I guess it's all what we're saying is, you know, doing that proactive research and also using all that you have. Yeah. All you have, like God, God, I, I believe um, God said, all you have is enough. You understand? Mm -hmm. what I mean? And so in that same nature, when we try to think of how to create a, career and spoken word we can start to build from a place of i'm not there yet yeah and, you know tillman and i every step of the way we used our last opportunity we use what they said about us last time to prove the next time and so um between the research um piece and between um using your own body of work and the last piece is seeing is believing. Um, That's you, good. You got to tap into that digital world. You got to get you a filmmaker friend, um, and and because there's the, that's the only way that got to build a team. That's it, bro. Got to build a team. You got to build a team because you have to. It's not just you, man. You're a brand. You're an entity. You're just the face of this entity, mm -hmm. and. Uh, you, you're going to need a supporting cast to put mm. our production together. It can't just be you. So if it, if you just like on an ego trip and, you know, man, I just hit. No, nah, man, that, that's one of the hardest lessons I had to learn is you, if you want to go fast, go, go alone. If you want to go far. far, go together. And so um, I, 10 years, I think that's, that's a, a far timeline. And I don't, I, I don't think I would have been able to do it without coming together, right? With so many people along the way, and it's just another, it's just another time coming together, um, you know, with, with with great minds. So yeah, bro. Man, this has been such a conversation. Uh, I'm so excited about what's to come for yeah. you. Um, I already know you have things lined up. You know, so um, we we will definitely continue to connect. Um, um, if I had my calendar up right now, I would yell out the date for your uh, master class. However, if you go to thepoetlife.com, you can register register for his master class. It's only ten dollars, man. To get this information, to get your questions answered, get advice, suggestions on how you you yourself can do it. You can you can share with him the projects that you're working on or thinking about working on. And hey, so what can I do with this? 
with this one poem if it's about this man it's all about layers man i can i can tell i can tell you 10 ways to eat on one poem um and, and so that that's that's what you're gonna get from the master class is yeah. you're gonna know that you know one there are layers and then two man you gotta get all if if you're if you're in this to eat if you if that's why you're coming to this table to eat you need to make sure you're eating all the meat love it all right bro for life podcast everybody clap your hands Peace. say thank you to sebastian carson if you all don't know what time it is on my end, it is 2.09 a.m. It is 1.09 a.m. for this gentleman. Listen, we're dedicated. We're working. We're excited about what we're doing, and you can tell, right? Yeah. I, I, I bet my neighbors are over there like, man, he's over there doing all that loud talking about poetry. Right. And so, But it's pretty yeah. soon they'll, they'll understand they'll what understand. we're talking about. They'll yeah. understand. It's the Poet Life Podcast. Go to the Poet Life Podcast. I'm sorry, thepoetlife.com. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube page, Poet Life TV. Subscribe to our podcast. Go to poetlifegear.com to get some of this gear as well. We have a lot out there, man. We're doing a lot. Poet Life Academy is our nonprofit for the youth. We're teaching kids how to use poetry to express themselves. We're doing a lot, man. This is this is what we're doing. We're uplifting the poetry community and building the poetry industry. It's the Poet Life Podcast. You all have a great night for us and have a great day for you all. Peace. We out. Introducing the Poet Life Podcast. Go check it out today on your favorite platforms, including iTunes, Apple Music, and the website, thepoetlife.com. Find a way, find a way.